Hi everyone, and welcome to a new episode of How Not To Be An Idiot with me, Frankie. And Sarah. And Saul. No, that's a joke. Saul's not here this <laughs> Just week. Just the two of us this week. Yes, yeah, Saul's too busy and, I mean, probably backing away from the podcast a bit anyway, so... He's really put up with us for quite a while, I'm impressed. He lasted longer than I thought he would, to be fair. Mm. Quite mm. impressed. Um, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Um, obviously, I'm better than you with your not COVID. Yeah, to be fair, you are better than me in general. But specifically, <laughs> you're referring to the fact, yeah, if, uh, apologies for anyone listening. My th- my voice is a bit iffy at the moment. I have a good old-fashioned cold cough thing. I feel like we've come full circle because do you remember literally just before all of this really kicked off we did the live episode for Superpod yes. and I had a stinking cold and was saying then it's not Covid I promise it's not Covid <laughs> who knows um, I'm sure it wasn't because I picked it up in Costa Rica and I don't think they had Covid there at that point but um, yeah. yeah now what a year and a half on and we're coming wow. out of it sort of and you're sick. Yeah, I don't, I I just don't even know how I got it. Like, I, because I, I haven't really been out all that much. And, you know, I wear the masks and everything like that. But I um, I think my body has just forgotten how to have an immune system because I've not had to fight any germs really in the last year. I've just been at home. So, yeah, it's a bit weak. It's going to be rough for a lot of people, I think. At least you've got your first illness out of the way now. Or well, let's hope so. Out of the way. <laughs> yeah, I was just saying, I was just obviously telling you, I um, went to the pharmacy earlier and I bought everything. <laughs> everything. I was like, I'm going to attack this baby from all angles. I'm going to, yeah, every every pill, every spray, everything. So, Have you made the glorious chicken soup from the doctor's cookbook? No, I haven't, but that's such a good point. Why didn't I do that sooner? Oh, I you love should. that book. Chicken soup with loads and loads of garlic and ginger and just blast it all out. And there's also that that other soup. that um, The bone broth one. The bone, yeah. Just, oh, so many good soups. It feels weird to be having soup when it's allegedly summer. It's not that summery though, is it? I mean, no. maybe it will be by the time people hear this episode, but I'm currently sitting, it's what, 20 to eight in the evening it's pouring mm. with rain outside there are people walking past with their umbrellas up and in shorts to be fair that's the thing no one knows how to dress anymore not only because of the weather but just because when you leave the house now you're like what did I do before I don't remember I know I've been into the office a few times recently and I've really not known how to clothe myself for it. <laughs> it's been quite yeah it's been really weird and one of them I was in for a meeting and um the host sort of sent a message out saying um, it's business wear for the meeting. And I was like, hey, what the fuck is business wear at this point? I like can't a remember. Suit for yeah. The suit? B, anything that I used to wear to the office, I don't think will even fit at this point because I've spent a lot of the last year and a half comfort eating. Well, quite right. Like, what a, what a way to spend the year. Yeah, yeah. I, d- I don't know about. I've not really gone anywhere for business or anything yet. Business wear attire needed. So, but I've even just going socially, I'm like either going to be massively overdressed because (laughs) I'm excited to go somewhere or massively underdressed and looking just like I do around the house, like a bit like a, uh, a street urchin, I suppose. 
Yeah, I feel like there's no balance anymore. And also, but I think most people are in the same point because I think very few people have been buying proper clothes as well over the last year. So we all just have wardrobes now of like leggings and (laughs) casual tops. (laughs) I think I wish I could say that, but I definitely, I've got, I love online shopping at the best of times. I bought a lot of stuff in the last year that I actually, is why I'm going to look really overdressed when you see me next, because I have all these things and nowhere to wear them. So I wear them for you. I think we're meeting for lunch in a couple of weeks, so I can't wait. I'm expecting pearls, floor length dress. That's it. I'm going to have like a couple of like flower girls carrying a train for me. Glorious. Yep. I'm going to have to have book a special seat for my bustle. I'm not having a bustle. (laughs) (laughs) But maybe something. I don't know. Yeah, I'll get overdressed, dressed up. It'll be fun. Nice. I can't wait. I will take pictures for everyone. Oh, good. Yeah, I'm sure the public will be demanding it. Mm -mm. Absolutely. And speaking of that, thank you for everyone who is very understanding. I don't know if anyone cared that we skipped an episode (laughs) last time. But yeah, we had a little break and we haven't come back stronger because I'm sick. But we're here and we've lost all, apart from that. (laughs) Man down along the way. Man and a half down, really. Yes, it's true. Who'd have known I was the strongest member of this podcast? I had suspected it, but I I knew you were holding back (laughs) this whole time. (laughs) It's my time to shine, finally. (laughs) And speaking of, I don't know, this is the worst transition ever, but speaking of yeah, it's not going to work. I mean, I'm going to keep trying. But um, speaking of time to shine, the UK, where you and I live, <laughs> is uh, a shining example of probably wow. how not to come out of lockdown restrictions. Yeah, I mean, I'm a bit behind with this because, as I said to you earlier, I actually couldn't bring myself to watch Boris this evening. This evening, Boris did his announcement, although it was mostly leaked yesterday anyway, about how we're going to basically stop doing any COVID restrictions in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. You didn't miss a lot, I would say. As you say, you know what he was going to say anyway. The the depressing part, I mean, which depressing part? The overall depressing theme of it was basically Boris saying, yeah, we're coming out of lockdown. It's all going to be great. And then poor Chris Whitty, <laughs> poor Patrick Valance, and then having to speak after him and go, yeah, cases are rising. Um, deaths mm-hmm. are rising as well. I mean, they're not as much as many deaths as before, but they are rising and they will continue to rise. Um, so doesn't really make sense it's like there were like two different press conferences happening and they were talking about completely different things but no it's for the same for the same thing so what gets me is I this is going to be another rant sorry please I, all this podcast is for. <laughs> I appreciate um maybe the reasoning behind wanting to lose a lot of the restrictions I'm not saying I think it's right but I understand why they're making these decisions that they want the economy to you know kick back in and blah 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 but the one that really bugs me is why no masks? Yep. Why not just keep them mandatory? It has no effect on people using businesses. No. Nope. I I don't get it. And saying it's not, you don't have to, we just advise that you do in crowded places. No one's going to do that. No, it's, um, it's, that is definitely, I would say, the worst part. And when, when Boris said a while ago that, um, we were going to be loosening restrictions my first question was what about the masks because Mm. surely 
it's a not a big deal to wear a mask. No one enjoys wearing one, but it's not it's a big crap, deal. But it's fine. It's better than people dying, right? Even if it well, is only in inverted commas a handful of people. But that's the thing. You just don't bloody know, do you? Um, there was a good moment in the in the press conference earlier where someone asked Boris and Patrick Valance, who Hugh and I affectionately call Daddy Valance, um, <laughs> <laughs> and Chris Whitty, um, when will they continue to wear masks, and if so, under what circumstances? And Boris's answer, you'll be shocked to hear, was a bit like Barbara, ah, you know, common sense where when it's busy blah 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 i'm not going to commit to anything because i'll just get caught out lying well exactly um but he you know he was like well you know it's different when you're on a, a packed tube train versus a train on your own in a carriage or whatever blah, blah blah but then chris whitty's response was so beautifully thoughtful and measured again not a surprise because he is a beautifully measured man mm. um but he was just like i will wear a mask under three circumstances one if i'm indoors anywhere in like a in a public place Mm-hmm. Um, the other one was if um, you know, and he said, and he said he made the point of wearing, saying, "I'm wearing the mask to prevent other people getting sick from me," because mm-hmm. that's the whole point of it. It's not about yeah. me; it's about other people. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "The other instance would be when if somebody feels uncomfortable and wants me to wear a mask, of course I will wear one." And oh, if I adore him, I know. And he was like, and if a business wants to make that their rule, absolutely, I will abide by that because I completely respect and understand it. Um, and it was his answer was just so lovely, like that. And then Patrick Valance was like, same, <laughs> cool. Because how do you beat that answer? Yeah, but yeah, I mean, the the mask thing. I saw her uh, speaking of idiots. This is actually the perfect podcast to talk about. Fucking right, said Fred. <laughs> Remember them. Yeah, yes. Yeah, you know they're massive anti-vaxxers and anti-COVID. I didn't. I wondered what the, how the hell this was going to link in. I yeah. didn't know that, no. No, so for anyone listening who doesn't know who writes in Fred are, because... I'm too sexy for my shirt. Right, they had like one, maybe two big songs back in the early 90s. Mm. They're two bald men. That's an like, identifying feature, I would say. was That, mm. that was their vibe, right? But um, yeah, they're very um, anti-COVID, anti-mask, anti-vaccine. They're anti, basically. And uh, they've basically, I saw a tweet that they posted earlier saying like, if you wear a mask, then thank you. You've done me a massive favor because I know that you're an idiot, basically, and that you're surplus to requirements and all this. And I was like, right said Fred is telling me I'm surplus to requirement. Right said Fred. Oh my God. Do you know what? We should have known. They look like they belong to the bloody bmp party don't they that's a thing you know you don't like to judge based on appearances but sometimes Sometimes maybe it's right fair oh god this (laughs) this country (laughs) and and the thing that i found the most i mean there were many things but the most irritating was the moment where boris boris kept saying that they want to i wrote it down because i want to get the the wording right i sent it to you guys he said we want to get away from a government dictate. He kept saying that. Or diktat, he kept saying, which I'm like, fairly certain isn't a word. Is that the new get it in their arms? It must be. Catchphrase. Oh, uh, uh. Especially <laughs> coming from Boris, you know it's just going to be semen, isn't it? Wrap his arms around <laughs> the nation. Stop touching people, Boris. That's why you have so many children. Um, it says, get away from the government dictat and rely on personal responsibility. And like, I don't know why that's like, 
a brag of the government being like, we don't want to take any responsibility. You guys do it. Like, that's not cool. And it doesn't bloody work. It doesn't bloody work. And it also makes me laugh. The people that have been saying the government are using COVID to control people. Doesn't sound mm. like it. It doesn't sound like they yeah. want to control anybody. Chance would be a fine thing. Yeah, right. Jesus Christ. So, yeah, it's going to be an interesting, like I, I said to you earlier, I just think now that they've said no masks, I think it's going to stop from now. People were not going to go, well, in two weeks' time, they'll stop from now because they feel empowered to do so, even though it's not legal yet. Yeah. Oh, it's so frustrating. <clears throat> Excuse me. My voice is like teetering on the edge. Does it okay, sound nice? It. Yeah, sexy. Initially, I thought Australia had gone a bit overboard um, with their restrictions when they have them. Mm. So they have to, when they do these short, sharp bursts of restrictions as soon as they get a case or two in the state. Yeah. Fine, whatever that seems to work for them or has so far. Um, but part of the restrictions is you have to wear a mask anytime you step outside of your house. So wow. even when my dad's walking his dog on an absolutely abandoned field, he has to wear a mask. Wow. And initially I was like, that's insane. What? Yeah. You know, why? But then when you think about it, it stops people from having this, oh, well, I don't think I really need to wear a mask now or, you know, yeah. finding an excuse not takes the personal responsibility away which is what I think you kind of need yeah and also it, it kind of because people can like play dumb and be like oh I didn't realize this was one of the places I had to wear a mask it's like no, no excuse everywhere is that place yeah so that's the thing we've been lucky in the UK and so much as we've been able to go outside without wearing masks that's mm. been okay yeah. Whether that's right or wrong or not, you know, this makes me so angry. People saying that their freedom has been stolen and Freedom Day and all this. I'm like, stop <sighs> calling it that. Stop calling it that because we're not free from the virus. We're not going to be forever, probably at this rate. So we're not, we've had no real oppression. We do not know what oppression is if we think this is oppression. Yeah. It's just embarrassing. Yep. Yep, I'm used to British people being an embarrassment on a global <laughs> stage, but it just, it's just exhausting, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate that this came hot on the heels of Brexit because oh yeah, <laughs> we've really not shown ourselves in the best light this year. Well, especially because I keep seeing all these graphs of all the other countries' cases going down and that's <laughs> us just rising up. Increasing and we're like, release all restrictions. It's just, oh my God, the logic. There is no logic. Can we have some logic? Where is it? Yeah. Uh, so that's fun. Mm, so that's where we are with COVID. Yes. <laughs> yes, what fun. Um, <clears throat> I apologise for the croak. But um, yeah, maybe... Uh, it's really horrible, isn't it? Because it's like, I want to be proven wrong about people, about the way things are going in this country. I want to be proven wrong. This is not me being like, yes, I was right. Everyone's terrible. Mm. When will I be proven proven wrong? I'm so sick of being right about this. <laughs> I want people to prove me wrong and not just be a theme in your life, really, isn't it? <laughs> a story it is like since birth, really. Just everyone yeah. just ah, idiots. Exhausting for you. And you. Oh yeah. Um, I don't mind being right so much. <laughs> You're very good at it. Yeah, thank you. I'm and aware. gracious with it as well, I think. I'm known for it, yeah. Mm, humility. 
<laughs> your middle name. That's me. What can I say? Yeah. So what else, man? I don't know. I feel like this is, I don't, do you know what? I don't even know what we're going to talk about once COVID's over or, you know. What as did we as used over. to talk about before? I guess dealing with members of the public. and Oh, yeah. Yeah. I feel like life's become very small. I speak to the same people, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I am, well, health pending, because if I'm like this, obviously I ain't going nowhere, but I'm going into London on Friday, which I have not done in about a year and a half. No, I've not either. Where are you going? I'm meeting Edith, who has Mm -hmm. been on the podcast for lunch in, uh, in Soho. This is exciting. It is exciting, but also I am very apprehensive about it. Yeah. Mask up obviously mask up i mean it's before the restrictions end anyway but i will i will continue to wear a mask on public transport because it's a festering breeding ground for bacteria at the best of times yeah so yeah thank you i don't want to add to that with my disgusting germs which i clearly have right now as you can hear <laughs> but uh, i yeah i'm 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 not going in like at I mean, I don't even know if commuter hours exist anymore. I don't really know if that's a thing. No, I suspect it's not. Speaking to my sister when she was having to commute on the train, um, mm. I don't think it was a thing. Maybe it is now, though. Well, now that that's the other thing they're saying, everyone has to, can go back to the office um, from the 19th. But yeah. I'm not going in at a commuter time. I'm going to go in a bit later. And so I'm going to just keep my distance. I'm not getting anywhere near a tube station or a tube train because they are... I vowed never to get on one ever again in my life. Sensible. You just gonna I'm going to walk. Yeah. I like walking. Do you know that I like walking? Have I mentioned it? I've heard that rumour. Yeah. Yeah. That top secret uh, fact about me. Mm. So I'll just walk and then um, obviously be, you know, anti-backing and mm-hmm. washing hands and all that stuff. But yeah, it's still a little bit intimidating just because I haven't done it for such a long time, you know. Yeah, exciting though. Can't wait to hear mm. all about it. Yeah, you'll probably just get a lot of panicked messages from me being like, ah, there are people <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, that's okay. You'll be all right. Mm. Although I also saw earlier that London has one of the lowest takes up of the vaccine. Oh, perfect. Mm, well done, everyone. <sighs> this is what I mean. Like They keep screaming about herd immunity as well. It's like, well, we can't have that if not everybody's va- getting vaccinated. Yeah. If only a third of the herd is vaccinated, that ain't herd immunity, bruv. No. Oh. I um, went back to the cinema last weekend ah. or last week sometime, fairly recently. What did you um, see? Oh, my God. What did I see? <laughs> I told I told you what I saw. What was it? Oh, it was um, In the Heights. Oh, the yes. Um, so that was brilliant. But... They they had relaxed social distancing. Um, I suspect it's just that when I went last summer, when things very briefly opened up, um, yeah. places were being overly cautious, which was great. Mm. Um, and it all just felt very close together this time. There was like one seat space between you and the next group of people. Oh, is that up. it? Really? Yeah. And it made me feel a bit funny. Um, yeah. I'm not surprised. But on the flip side, I got cinema popcorn, which is my one true love in life. And that cancels out a lot of the discomfort, I imagine. Exactly. <laughs> that makes it better. Um, so um, I'm actually thinking of going to cinema as well after lunch, to health pending on Friday. So I'd like to ask you a question. 
Is it, um, does it feel like you're just breathing in recycled air the whole time or is it okay? No, it was okay. I mean, you're meant to wear your mask when you're in your seat. Yes. Which I, not everyone was doing. I mean, I didn't for a lot of it because I was obviously continually shoveling popcorn in. Sure, sure. Um, but no, it felt fine. And I went to quite a small screen as well. I went to one mm. of the Everyman cinemas. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't like a big Odeon one. I think you'd probably feel even better in those because they're all, you know, massive, massive rooms. That's true. Um, that's another thing as well. I don't like, I mean, none of these rules, they all contradict each other, I feel like. But like mm. in a restaurant, you walk, walk to the table with your mask on and then you sit down and take it mm-hmm. off. But at the cinema, you don't take your mask off, but you're still in a room for loads of people. Just because I guess there's less airflow. Is that the thinking in the cinema, probably? I guess, yeah. I hadn't actually thought about that. I suspect it's more that the default at the moment would have been that you'd keep your mask on, but you can't do that in a restaurant because you're, if you're eating eating and drinking. Um, mm. And I guess it's just too much faff to try and get someone to keep it on while they're waiting for their food to come out. I don't yeah. know. It's an interesting point. I quite like it personally. Yeah. I like knowing that everyone around me is, um, they've got their mouth covered. They're not going to be like, oh, I, I get really worked up at the cinema in general because people are like eating with their mouths open. Oh, yeah. And gross. the mask just provides a bit of a barrier to that. Yeah, no, that's a good point. That's definitely a good point. And, you know, I'm not saying I'm not going to, I think masks are great in that context. Mm. It's just, it's just so many kind of contradictory things like, how you can have 30 people at a wedding, but then you could go to a football match. Yes. <laughs> like 60,000 people. I don't know. It's I know the spa- they're spaced out a bit at a football match, but I don't know. I just, it's hard to kind of, yeah. I think it's like all or nothing. If you're going to make a rule, just make it. No yeah. one can do anything. Yeah. It's, yeah, the whole thing's just odd. It's been a weird year. Did you know? <laughs> it's been a weird year and a half, two years. It feels like it's been going on forever. It's, it is really hard, genuinely, to remember the before times, isn't it? Mm. Hmm. Yeah. I wonder if we'll go back to how we were before or if we're different people now. <sighs> well, what would you like to keep doing that you're doing now in the future? I mean, I love the social distancing. <laughs> You've been doing that anyway for years. Yeah. Yeah, I do think that one of the um, big benefits of this is going to be the kind of switch to flexi working more so Mm. than before. Yeah, I've worked from I've said this many times, I'm sure I've worked from home three days a week for about five years now, if not more, um, which is great (laughs) for me. but most other people that I worked with didn't. Yeah. And actually, it's going to be really nice having everyone doing similar to that because yes. it's made this, uh, there's more of an acceptance that you can do a hell of a lot of meetings over um, Teams or Zoom or yes. whatever you use and stuff like that. And also, I think that my company in particular has been pretty good in doing quite a big push on mental well-being during all of this. So yeah. there's been a lot of encouraging people to, you know, go out for a couple of hours in the middle of the day and just have a walk or get some space and um you know sleep in if you need to and and all that sort of stuff so I think there's quite a big shift towards that so it's not only are we not going to be in the office all the time but there's a lot more it's okay for you to work the hours that you want to work within reason obviously or like someone on my team at the moment is in Italy working from there oh wow Um, 
because she went on holiday, her husband's from Italy, um, and they just decided to stay out for a while. And they can, because we've shown that it works. And I know that some companies aren't going to do this, and some are going to go straight back to presenteeism and yeah, everyone in the office. But um, that's been a benefit mm. um, of the last year. Um, what about on like a personal level? Is there obviously the distancing you said, but <laughs> the love of it, social distancing. Yeah, no touching anybody ever again. Obviously, yeah, exactly. Well, I've discovered, obviously, not to the degree you have with walking, but yeah. Shah and I were talking. We went out for a National Trust walk yesterday. Yeah, yesterday was Sunday, wasn't it? I've absolutely lost my mind. It was, yeah. Yeah. So we went out for a Sunday National Trust walk and we were talking about how we'll definitely be keeping our membership. And mm. we kind of only got it to begin with because there was nothing to do during yeah. the depths of lockdown. But we discovered actually it's a really nice way to spend a few hours on a Sunday, go and have a walk, and then they will have you know, little tea rooms, have a slice of cake. <laughs> Very <laughs> different nice. to your hiking. It's a um, little different, but the, the spirit is the same. Yeah, but don't have to be out spending money every weekend to enjoy it and feel like I haven't wasted it. No, and it is really nice on like, I I personally feel the benefit on like, on obviously a physical level because you're exercising, but just Mm. getting the fresh air and getting away from screens and Mm. getting outside more is really nice. And also kind of away from people really, because now I've also, I don't know if you've noticed this, especially as restrictions have started to ease in the UK, way less people are walking than there were before. Yeah, so we thought that it was going to be absolutely slammed when we went for our walk yesterday because it normally is on a weekend anyway. It was nice weather, but actually it was not dead, but it was very quiet. And I suspect it's because people can do other things now. So they've kind of swung the other way. Um, And I reckon it'll balance out a bit, but... Yeah, it's been very nice. Yeah, I really like. I went. I met uh, our good friend and once po- one time podcast guest Rachel for a walk the other evening. Oh. A- and uh, sh- we went to there's a place ne- very near to where. So, God, this is boring for anyone else. Basically, Rachel used to live really close to me. She used to basically be my neighbour, but then she moved uh, about a, t- a ten minute walk away. Um, but anyway, we walked to the woods near our where we, she used to live and I live now. Mm. And it's normally really busy, especially after work hours, people are out walking dogs, whatever. And we hardly saw anybody. Oh. And she was like, what's going on? Where is everyone? I was like, people are over it, man. They want to go to the pub. Yeah, they're out for dinner. They've gone late night shopping. and Yeah, it's all, it's, um, you know, I think... I think maybe there are small personal things that we will continue to do. But I think as a society, we'll just revert back really quickly. People yeah. forget. I suspect so, which is a shame. Yeah, I think it is a shame. As much as I got kind of Zoom fatigue and was a mm. bit sick of quizzes and stuff, I did also like that it was – I liked the socialising, how you'd yes. book in a big group call and do it from your sofa. And don't get me wrong, I'm really looking forward to seeing people and going out for dinner and stuff again. But it yes. was – it would be nice to do a little bit of both. And I suspect we're going to completely lose the, yeah. the Zoom socialising kind of thing, which is a shame because especially with people who maybe don't live in other countries, but are far yeah. enough away that you can't get together every couple of weeks with them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that was the thing. We uh, And like we in particular had a really nice little kind of weekly group thing going on, which was really yeah. nice. And like with people that 
as you say, weren't local or are normally way too busy and like there's no way you'd get everybody in one room at the same time without a lot of fucking logistical planning. So it has been really nice. One thing I have tried to, I'm trying to make an effort to do, which is probably why I'm sick, but never mind, <laughs> um, is uh, to see people, to go and see people that I haven't seen for a really long time in person now. Aww. So yeah, so I went to uh, Pool to visit my friend Kim the other week. I went to another coastal town and met up with Saul and his family, which Very is really exciting. nice. Not for um, Saul, I suspect. Oh, but... no, no. It was, I mean, Saul was, yeah, very uh, in, in a nonplus to the fact that I was there probably. But <laughs> his lovely wife and children were a delight and it was very pleasant. And um, I'm also planning to go visit some other friends, like in places that I wouldn't have gone before or just hadn't had the time to go to before. Like I'm making a point to factor in going to see people now. You're good. You're very good. Well, I know I am. Um, you are obviously paying for this with your cold, but yeah, well, clearly um, that was stupid of me. I forgot <laughs> that people are disgusting germy bags of flesh. So yeah, yeah. be careful out there, everyone, because uh, other illnesses exist outside of COVID. Yeah, it's a bit of a shock to think about it, really, isn't it? That's yeah. been a very nice thing about the last year: the fact that no one's got sick. Well, actually, that's a yeah. really awfully privileged thing to say. Well, um, yes. No one has picked up any of the usual illnesses that they would. Like there's been no colds and flu and stuff. No. And that's another thing that's going to change, right? Is I like to think anyway, that people will go, I'm not going to go into the office if I'm disgustingly ill now, because I've seen how devastating it can be to lots of people. Mm. Maybe I'll just work from home or yeah. take a sick day or two because I don't want to knowingly spread illness anymore. I think it was starting to die out before this all happened anyway. Mm. But there was we've, there was that generation, we've talked about it before, where people are like, if you're sick, you come into work, you put a brave face on and everyone commends you for being brave, even though you're sick and coming yeah. in. Yeah, actually, you're just a selfish tosser. Yeah, actually, you're just an arsehole. And you've made everyone else sick now. And now loads of people are off sick as opposed to just you. Mm. You'd have nipped it in the bud. So... <sighs> Because also I was even thinking like before, before I got sick, like, oh, I could have gone to record with you in person, but I don't mm. want to make you sick. Thank you. You're welcome. I mean, I was also just inviting myself around to your house, but. Well, no, that was quite an exciting thought though. One day soon. One day soon. We can do that sort of thing again. It is. I was literally thinking about this early though. I can't remember why I was. Rem oh, no, this was it. The other day. Um. Obviously, we used to record in the car park at our workplace yes. where I still work. Um, so I've been parking down there when I've been into the office the last few times. And I've literally been the only car down there in that wow. car park, which is insane. But I was thinking the other day, I was like, how weird is it that we used to sit in a little car all mm -hmm. squashed around one little microphone? Yep. Getting so steamy from our breath. Yes. All foggy and steamy and germy and just breathing on each other. Yeah. How yeah. disgusting were we? <laughs> we were disgusting. This is the thing. You look back at a lot of things. Like also I think of like going to nightclubs, getting really sweaty, mm. touching other people. Like obviously not in a sexy way. Well, maybe. I don't know. It's a club. Do what you need to do. Well, but in like, the club. In the club in the, in the youth of your <laughs> life. Like, fine. But yeah, it's the idea of it now. You're like, oh, no, thank you. Yeah. My goodness, no. 
And I said, as I said, I'm never getting on the underground again because you <laughs> come out of the underground and blow your nose and they'll oh, be black. Yeah. Black in your lungs. It's the worst. And you'd wash your hands afterwards and it would be like grey coming yeah. off them. Like you're in fucking Dickensian England. You're like, oh, I've just been down a fucking chimney or something. Why am I black inside yeah. and out from soot and dust and dirt? Oh, <sighs> So, again, another very uplifting episode. We know how to do it. Sorry, everyone. Look, they know better than to expect anything from us by now, surely. (laughs) Surely. We haven't exactly been a ray of light through this pandemic, have we? No, but we've been here. Yes, that's what matters. Points for participation. But um, yeah, hopefully we'll uh, have some more exciting, fun stuff to share at some point and all will be well. And you know, maybe next time we record, oh my God, next time we record, the restrictions will be lifting. Yeah. Right? And you will have been into London. So. Oh my God. So if I survive that. So much content. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Yeah. You just know it. If I, if I survive the trip, I'll be back in a couple of weeks to tell you guys all about it. Can't wait. Um, oh, oh my God as well. Do you remember early in the pandemic when you had your COVID test and we were like, oh, Sarah, you're our roving reporter because it was so new. Yeah. Unknown then. Now we've all done hundreds of them. Now the roving reporter will be getting on a train. Oh my God. That's the thing. Like, I do like two lateral flows a week. Like yes. I, my, no- my nose doesn't even feel them anymore, you know? <laughs> it's all loose. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> it is so grim. Well, on that thought, thanks so much. <laughs> yeah, thanks for and thanks for listening, everyone. As well. Yeah. Well, um, if you have any ideas for episodes, we still do want them. Otherwise, you end up with ramblings like this. So do send them to us at No Idiots Podcast and all the social channels. Thank you. And, and <gasps> don't, don't be an idiot. idiot. Oh, it's so much easier without Saul, isn't it? <laughs> Not that he ever joins in, but yes. Idiot, idiot, idiot.